Drum roll, please. Dun, da, da, da. We are live. E-course adventures live. That is. Welcome everybody. Hello. To episode. Are we like eight? Nine. Nine. Number Whoa, nine. Track. Here we are on lovely Salt Spring Island, British Columbia. Here in the studio of E-Course Ventures, and uh, yeah, we're coming live to you. We've got a special show lined up. We've got uh, Jonathan Stewart all the way from the UK. I guess it's close to evening time there. I think it's getting pretty late over Having there. Some breakfast or some uh, nice sleepy time tea. That's right, but not That's too sleepy because we got sleepy. a show we to do here interview. today. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Jonathan's online guitar school that he's building right now. Jonathan is a guitar teacher who typically works one-to-one, and he's building an online guitar school that helps people use deep learning practices to learn quicker and have more fun in the learning process. And we might even do a little bit of a guitar demo today with Ooh. me, because God knows I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> All after this. That didn't work. We got no. some nice blueberries. It's blueberry season. Happy so. blueberry season, everybody. I hope mm. you're getting your blueberry fix as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got a bit of grass. And Go I fresh. actually, proud to say, I quit coffee <gasps> last week, six days ago without coffee. And right now I'm drinking dandelion root tea with some other herbs in it uh, and some coconut milk. And it's actually really freaking good. It kind of tastes coffee-ish, uh, except it's better for my liver. So that's nice. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I actually uh I'm feeling pretty darn good about it. Normally I would wake up in my four thirty, five o'clock in the morning time to go play golf and I'd have a cup of coffee first thing and now I'm just drinking lemon water when I get up, doing my stretches, going and playing, and drinking green juice when I get home. Like cucumbers and celery and turmeric. And it is awesome. We call it rainbow juice when we make it because it turns into a swirly rainbow as we're doing the juice. That's the beautiful time of this abundant part of the year when all of the fruits and veg are in full production. It's just absolutely marvelous. So that's that's my story. I mean, I've got other stories too, which we'll get into. But uh, how you doing, Blardini? Well, doing pretty good. It's been... Uh it's been a long week. Be honest. It's true. It's true. Um, you know, we're we're upgrading and moving over to Mighty Networks, the great e-course adventure. And if anyone's been up on the mountain um, with our like what we call the course, um, it really is a mountain to move. It's <laughs> ninety-two lessons. Um, it's no light task by any stretch of the imagination to build or to move at this point. <laughs> and uh, my task recently has been to upgrade the workbook. And, um, and not just, you know, just a, a light upgrade either. We've gone through, we've revamped it. You went through, changed a bunch of the copy, upgraded that. That's the third time I've upgraded it in <laughs> two and a half years. I've like gone through the full yeah. hundred and something pages of workbook and redone so yeah and uh and then I'm, I'm creating uh the interactive workbook pdf version of it 
and you know I'm averaging you know maybe three the yeah, about three lessons an hour um, <laughs> out of 92 so it's <laughs> it's got me doing something I don't truly love and it's it really feels like slogging through the swamp um, which is um, which is kind of a nice little segue eventually into uh, the video we might show you if we have time later with a how did you do that segment where we'll take you into validation swamp and meet gil the swamp monster yeah so um and and working with um an animator and that was kind of a nice experience yeah and so that kind of gets us into the conversation that we've been having is when do we let go of the work that we don't like and um and and try to find someone to do it and it's been challenging for me because to let go of work that I know I can do really well, but don't necessarily like, and possibly hand it off to someone that might not do it as well. It's, it's, it's been challenging for me. It's been challenging for me to watch him come into the office and be like, Hey Brad. Hey. And I'm like, Oh, Hey Eeyore, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you ready to pass off that workbook yet? We can try and hire somebody. No, I'll get through it. So, <laughs> and this is the thing. We were talking about it earlier. Um, we go down to our local market called Earth Candy on Tuesday mornings, and we, we hang out, and there's lots of kids playing, and there's lots of farm fresh food, and Blair was playing music, and we were just hanging out there this morning and, and talking about, like, the idea of a great e-course adventure, like what we have created, where we have really taken the time to make every single aspect of the experience great. So now we're upgrading this this workbook and it is going to be freaking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody could essentially go through the whole course without ever looking at a video and get all of the exercises and, and go from start to finish of creating curriculumizing, experienceizing, marketing, selling, launching their course all just through the workbook and it's going to look super beautiful. I don't know if you can show a sneak peek of what you've got. Oh yeah, um, maybe I can, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stall for you. Bring it up. We'll talk about something else and we'll eventually yeah. get to it. But basically it takes a lot of work. Like every single detail, like the videos take a lot of work. The workbook takes a lot of work. Um, uploading the curriculum to the actual new platform takes a lot of work. Setting up the autoresponders, like all of these steps require a lot of work, especially if we want to do them well for the people that are going to be going through them. And that's that's our whole motto is put in the extra time and make it something that's super special and memorable for the people who you're going to charge money to go through your course. And, you know, it's it can be a slog. Like right now, I'm going through this Facebook ads course, which um, for me is a slog. Like I, I don't enjoy that. I'm also setting up all of our new accounting systems. I just signed with a new accounting firm yesterday. Um, and if you're in Canada, check them out. They're in Victoria, BC. They're called Avalon and they're an accounting firm. And they're basically um, gonna be doing all of our books for us, our corporate year end, our uh, filing, our GST. When we get to payroll, they'll do all the payroll. I mean, I am so excited about these guys i told them when i was i was meeting with their team yesterday i was like this feels like christmas for me like <laughs> to be able to just pass off all of this i've been doing my own spreadsheets for years and years and it's never become something i enjoy so 
it definitely it's it's really exciting so check them out uh ask for joe tell them brad at ecourse adventure sent you and that's avalon um so well blair is looking for the workbook um i also had a conversation with uh with the ceo of mighty networks yesterday mighty networks is who we're switching over to with our platform because it allows a streamlined course building experience for non-techies like myself it also allows us to build incredible communities private groups um, and there's there's a lot of amazing features that are on it um, and i just got wind that uh, the badge feature will not be ready when we go live and so that mm. was uh that was at first the first like when i got the email and set up the meeting i was really bummed about that because um, a big part of the Grady course adventure is, is the gamification. Uh, but for me, I started to, I took a step back and I was like, okay, well, what is the opportunity at hand here? And the opportunity is we get to think outside of the box and we get to come up with more creative ways to create a game-like experience for all of you who are going to be going up the mountain and all future generations will be going up the mountain. How do we gamify a course without badges or currency? And you know what? You don't need badges or currency to gamify it. And we're going to prove that when we go live in September with the new platform. And so that'll be one of the meetings Blair and I have this mm -hmm. week is what do we want to do to create that gamified experience that even above and beyond a badge or some currency points that you earn by taking action in the course, how do we make it even more game-like? And maybe you have some suggestions. Maybe you've seen some things done or you've participated in some of our challenges and you think we should continue on with something. Yeah, and, and that's a, a nice reminder to let you know that if you're watching this live, we do have a live chat. Um, so if you're watching it, you'll be on our YouTube channel and uh, you just go into our chat right beside the, the screen and ask away any of your questions. We'll keep an eye on that, try to answer your questions as we go. And um, yeah, I mean, to, to be able to create a course that's what we call gamified doesn't necessarily have to use the games that we, we tend to think of right off the bat and no. the go-tos. It's really just a way to create engagement so that our students feel like they're, it's, it's, it's interactive. It's something that's actually going on and it's, it's worth putting the time and effort into, yeah. into their course. And it's going to be fun to you know, almost recreate the wheel Yeah. at this point. And that's the name of the game is, mm -hmm. is for us, it's about being experimental with our approach. Everything we do is an experiment. Um, and we listen to your feedback. And so the more vocal all of you are with our little experiments and the things we do, like this show, we had no idea what this show was going to be, uh, the better it is for everybody. And the same goes yeah. for the people that are going to go through your courses. You want to have them be vocal. And it's it's really valuable as a creator to receive that feedback from the people that are experiencing your creations. So I'm going to show the workbook, just a little sneak peek of that. So we'll go in here, see if this is actually going to work. Your leather bound e-course e don't worry it's uh, no animals were harmed in the making of this leather looking cover um oops there we go settle hey. down there hey. Hey, no. oh hey okay i'm looking at the big screen there we go this there we go so this is our workbook in progress um we're keeping it themified so it's like a log book 
going up the course or up the side of our adventure mountain to launch summit. So as you can see, we've kind of kept the theme um, along the line of we've got like a ripped paper heading here um, with some of our graphics. Um, the fonts are a little adventure -y and um, some script like fonts too, like we're writing in the journal. And then these, when you're going through, you'll actually have your action steps and be able to literally check these boxes off when you get your copy you'll be able to check these off. And when you save at the end of your session, these will be saved. And so you'll be able to remember where you have been in your process. And maybe you'll like check three out of five off for any given step. And you can always go back to your workbook and see, oh yeah, like there was a few like bonus resources that I wanted to check out months ago I haven't done. And you could just go through and, and find yeah. those. Yeah. And so... What's great too is we are putting your, great. your journal um, right into the workbook. So you don't have to have a separate one like we've been using Evernote in the past and you have to op open that up. This is gonna be right into your journal. So we have our journaling exercises and as anyone that's been on the mountain knows, that's a big part of creating an e-course. Yeah. It's about getting clear on what you're actually creating so therefore you can focus all that creative energy like an arrow to to penetrate the market and yep. really get through to the people that you want so and it takes a lot of journaling and talking out loud which is the value of the progress log in the community when you update your progress log even if you're stuck just in the process of writing about how stuck you are you unstuck yourself yeah whereas if we just stay in the mind we we stay stuck. We need to be journaling and writing and getting those thoughts down on paper so they're out of our head and our mind can think up the next steps. Like that's the way it works. We can only hold so much in here and yeah. the act of putting it down on paper is really powerful or in this case, in your adventure journal. So this is going to be an amazing resource for anyone going up the mountain, creating, creating their e-courses, um, being able to get that, all that stuff in your mind down onto digital paper and be able to go back, review, and uh, and that's the name of the game. So it's pretty much, again, over and over as the lessons progress. Looks really nice. You've got your steps, there's different, you know, we've got different things going on. This is an introduction template. So you, this is introducing you into our, what we call the campfire, which is the online forum slash community. So introducing yourself there, and it, it keeps going, and it keeps going. And it keeps going and it keeps going. I love that you, uh, and how it you've keeps done the banner going images, but... and it keeps going. <laughs> it just keeps going. It's, it's, I I'm, mean, this alone should be sold in bookstores in full color because it's going to be uh, such a beautiful resource for so, all of you to plan your courses and develop all of your content yeah. and curriculum and copy and all the C's. Yeah. And so, um, I'm 83 pages in and I'm only at um, number six. Yeah. Checkpoint six out of 13. So I'm about halfway. We're probably so going to get like close to 200 page workbook that we will be. I mean, we've been talking about offering this guy. I mean, when, when you sign up for the 14 day trial, you just download it right you away. Download it, and it's going to be our free gift to everybody to create better e courses because that's what we believe in um, getting everybody access to creating um, better 
e-courses. So if you're listening right now, um, come sign up for our 14 day trial. Um, get this great ecourseadventure.com. Get this workbook. Well, not quite yet. Maybe soon. In, soon. It's coming around the corner. Yep. And uh, you'll get this workbook. I mean, you'll at least get the other workbook that's not quite updated yet, but it's there. Yeah. And um, yeah, you'll be even just if you went through this workbook alone, you're going to create a much better e-course. Totally. Just with all the uh, the questions, the steps going back, you know, going through it. And, um, and once we get launched in September, one of the next courses we're building is Workbook Heroes, where we're going to show you exactly how to create beautiful, themified interactive workbooks just like this yeah and it's not going to be nearly as large as the great e-course adventure thank <laughs> yeah. goodness yeah and that's that's the point we want to make is start with mini courses folks out there mm. don't make a bohemoth like we did i mean <laughs> we we lucked out honestly like with we what we created so much, yeah. we we got very lucky we had time and we had mm. just enough money to do what we've done and it's all for you out there. But, you know, apply the principles that we live by here at eCourse Adventures to your own courses and start with mm. small ones because eventually if you create enough mini courses, you're going to have a beautiful membership site where you can charge a monthly income. And I really feel like, you know, uh, there's that Kevin Kelly um, article on the internet called A Thousand True Fans. If you haven't read this, read it. A thousand true fans where the idea is in order to as an artist or creator all we really need to build a sustainable income in our lives that allow us to live extremely comfortable is a thousand true fans a thousand people that's such a will, small number when you think of there's like totally. what, seven billion people yeah we can all find a thousand people that need what we have who will buy everything we want. And the idea is, is all you need is a thousand people to spend on average a hundred dollars a year on your creations. And you're totally. making, you know, $120,000 a year, which Amazing, the majority right? of us can live pretty comfortably sure and creatively with that. I know I could. Yeah, exactly. So, so <laughs> hey, that's one of the things I like about also there's that, um, you know, the, the, with crowdfunding and how that's evolving uh, one of the models out there that I really appreciate is Patreon. And that's also as a, as a musician and an artist, that was one of, or is one of the platforms that I've been quite attracted to. And that's the same idea. If you can find a thousand people that, you know, might give $5 a month for your creations. Yeah. That's adding up, you know, that's five G's in the bank every month to do what you're doing. And that's more money than I've ever experienced. Like five grand a month would be amazing um, as, a, as a creative. And, you know, and, and that's why I continue to just kind of slog through the trenches and get this done because I, I want to get to that point of my creative world and life to be able to do those types of things. So yeah, a thousand people. That's not hard. It's to not do. that hard. I mean, for us with a thousand people in the Grady Course Adventure, that's $35,000 a month of income that's no. not too shabby yeah we're still working at it yeah and we're actually we're having some serious discussions about our entire business model again which is uh, a healthy conversation uh -huh. and i 
have a little bit of a, a crazy idea that I ran by Blair and our new assistant, Paige. But it's a secret. But it's a secret. We're going to keep it a secret until the idea is percolated enough that I could communicate it in a way and pitch all of you on this crazy idea. But it's amazing. Maybe. Or maybe it's crazy and maybe it'll sink the ship. Or maybe But you know, most ideas through history that has really revolutionized the world were crazy. Yeah. So I think we're sitting on one of those, and we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, so find out yeah. soon. So we were chatting about making our e-courses small, bite-sized, digestible for both you yeah. and your students, and therefore having a really amazing membership site yeah. that people can come on and start offering you a monthly subscription to do what you do. And that's something we've been discussing actually with Jonathan. Yeah. And that's something he's going through right now is is kind of figuring that out. So this might be a good time to bring him on. All right. Jonathan. Jonathan, are you there? Jonathan Stewart. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. Ah, there we go. Thanks for bringing us into your studio. That's all right. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> now, where in the UK are you right now? Um, I'm in uh, kind of mid-Devon, so kind of like uh, Exeter, Tiverton area, quite a long way from you guys. but um, it's, yeah. a, it's a little ways, but one of these uh, days, hopefully we get to hang out in person and jam. That would be awesome. Yes, yeah, that's cool. quite the studio setup you've got there. Thank you. <laughs> all, the, all the nice toys, that's something I can appreciate. Yeah. yeah, it's taken a long time, and actually that's not my toy, that's my wife's which kind of sucks but <laughs> hopefully she lets you use it yeah he does <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thanks very much for coming on the show this is uh this is a pivot that we're wanting to make um with these e-course adventures live shows where mm. instead of bringing in outside influencers and e-learning and that which we'll probably still do from time to time we actually want to start putting the spotlight on all of you the people who um, are brilliant teachers from around the world who are bringing your passions to light by turning them into transformational, engaging courses. And, you know, we want to get in the trenches with you and hear about what you're excited to be creating and how we can best support that. Uh, and for you to share your passion with the rest of us so that all of us can have our passions ignited even more. So um, why don't you just start with a little bit around um, your your love for music and where was that sparked in your life? Um, I think I've always kind of had this crazy feeling with music. It was always something that kept me going whenever things were a little bit difficult, a little bit hard for me. Um, I just always loved picking up a guitar. When I was like three, there was a little plastic guitar. Um, and I remember playing that and I haven't stopped. Basically, I just haven't stopped and I've done, you know, playing for years and I just love singing playing writing all of it and any everything about my life is is revolving around music and I just which is a it. dream for many yeah to be yes. able to yeah. to sustain such such a lifestyle what have you what have you used up to this point to sustain that what kind of models for income um, so and that sort of stuff uh, mainly my main source of income is kind of one-to-one -one tuition um, and in like primary schools. Um, before that, I used to write music for uh, small um, indie studios, indie game studios. Um, worked with um, the RPG Maker uh, engine, 
for a while, uh, created resources for them. And apart from that, that's music wise, that's pretty much what I did to keep it going. Cool. As it will. I'm just curious because we're also into licensing our work. I'm curious how you got into, you know, licensing your music to these different studios. Well, they were, it was quite a while ago when they first started to bring in um, outside musicians to start creating like small uh, resource packs for developers who couldn't afford to pay the, you know, $99 for a track. Um, And it was, they put out a post on a forum and said, hey, is there any, you know, content creators wanting to earn a bit of extra revenue? And I had just... um, left my job as a carer with two very small young children and i was like hmm i like writing music why not give it a go so i threw them an email sent them a few little sci-fi things that i created and they were like yeah i like that and it's still selling now uh four years later awesome right on that's really cool that is very cool reminds me of the meditation stuff that we've done that it's it's so cool um as media artists that we can create these assets that just live on and can be used on multiple platforms and generate revenue that way yeah and and that on top of that i did private commissions as well for a a few small projects yeah and actually uh what a lot of um my clients became my closest friends as well Hmm. nice that's always nice i mean there's a lot of people when i first became an entrepreneur i heard a lot of people say you know, don't miss mix friendship and business. I just, I think the opposite now, like my greatest relationships are business relationships where we're all collaborating and working together for a common goal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. My, my, almost a lot of the artwork that I use on my website now is from one of my clients who we ended up teaming up and like started building a game together and then kind of both of us got busy. So we stopped for a bit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, I'm curious about, um, you talk about uh, deep practice and how you incorporate deep practice into how you teach so people can learn quicker and more effectively the techniques that you're teaching. I'm just wondering, um, what is deep practice and where did you learn it and how's that work? So the idea is um, it's about adding uh, desirable difficulty and making things a little bit harder for yourself so that you can actually progress further. Because often the fear is you get to a certain level and you're still practicing at this level and expect to be here Hmm. and you're not. So the idea is that bringing it up here into the middle so that once you get to this stage or nearly at this stage, you bring it up a little bit more and then you pull yourself up again, a little bit more, pull yourself up and so on and so on. Um, I found it uh, from a guy in in America called Greg Goodhart, I think it is. I never said his name out loud. But, um, and he has an entire website talking about how you can almost break break the talent code. So there are so many musicians you see online, you go, they're just there like four years old playing guitar at three times the speed that you could ever dream of. (laughs) And, And they go, uh, and you look at, and for me, um, and for many musicians who are quite self-conscious, and, and it's such a demanding thing to be a musician because you're always striving to be better. And you look at a three-year-old playing, you know, a hugely complex piece straight away, and you're just like, right, dude, there's no point anymore. 
this isn't, I'm not good enough anymore. Why, why should I even try anymore? And the idea um, behind kind of that, those practice techniques is that you add a layer of difficulty and it's, it's been, there's a lots of studies going around. There's books uh, called the talent code, which I've read. Um, I think it's Daniel Cole off the top of my head. Um, and another book, um, which is what I'm, I've been reading a lot now, which is make it stick, huh. which is fascinating. And it's the science of successful learning where instead of when you practice, you cram and cram and try and, and like when you're, uh, learning something new you just play the same thing over and over and over again and hoping it's going to stick it will eventually but it takes such a long time hmm. and the idea is is that using techniques um adding difficulty so say for example you're playing a scale um uh which is a group of like uh seven notes and then instead of going just one two three four five six seven You'd go one, two, three, two, three, four, three, four, five, four, five, six, five, six, seven. And that idea makes even just like out loud, makes your brain go, right, okay, I need to think harder for that. <laughs> and the idea behind the desirable difficulty is like, I love the way that Greg puts it. It's like when you go to the gym, you work out and you lift weights and it's uncomfortable. You feel discomfort, you know, you feel the burn and the, the way that Greg described it is feeling the blurt, so the burn of learning. And since I discovered that, I went a bit absolutely crazy and thinking, ah, how can I bring that into my teaching? How can I help students not only just show them that talent is, you know, is not just there automatically. You can build it and, and, and you can develop your talent and you can become more talented just by working in a better way and in a, in a more efficient way of learning and practicing and instead of spending three four five six hours playing the same scales in three four five to all 12 different keys you can take one small section and play that really really well and then that will then develop further and further and you build out from this one small section and you can learn to play anything stuff that you wouldn't imagine you could hmm. play if you have the time and the book or if you have the patience you can do it you don't even need time whereas before when i used to try and learn something it took me six three to six months to just learn something hmm. juggling around children and you know and running a business yeah um it took me ages to find the time to sit down and actually play the damn instrument and it was like, okay, so I crammed for like three hours because the kids have gone to bed early. My wife's out with friends. I'll cram and cram and cram. And then I don't continue for the next month. And then I come back yeah. again. Burn yourself out, right? Any <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's amazing. Like, it's obviously you're tapping into something really special. Have you been applying this on your trek up, up the mountain and, and yes. building the e chorus? Yes, yes, because everything, I, I love how you touched on that. Everything that I use in music is actually used everywhere else. And like everything you do, if you add a little bit of difficulty to what you're doing and make it a little bit harder for yourself, you'll realize actually it's getting easier. And what's interesting is once you start using these techniques and, and you do it regularly, which is the important thing, um, you start doing it without realizing. I've been editing videos recently 
um, to update the blog post that I wrote as part of the uh, challenge. And um, I noticed all of a sudden how much quicker I was able to speed up part of the video. And it was like, because I had cut it up so small and divided up and spent so much time just practicing speeding up a little bit and then getting the right, and it just clicks. And then you you work at it and it hurts. And then all of a sudden it clicks. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you just go, ah, so that's, that's how that works. Okay, cool. Now that's when people stop. The best thing to improve is to go further, go higher, make it harder. Hmm. And then you keep improving because you can get to about 80% on your skill level. And that final little tiny bit is really hard. Mm -hmm. It sounds because pretty much like our progress of creating the Grady course adventure. Yeah, it was not even knowing. <laughs> yeah, it was way harder, but it was so worth it. Just kept I mean, pushing yeah. the bar. Just yeah. kept pushing the bar. Yeah. Little chunks just, though, right? Little chunks, you know, just a checkpoint yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I've been managing it. And the, the, to go through this e-course, I have a, a lot of people I've seen dedicate like three, three hours a day, every day. And I just sit there going, yeah, but will you do those three hours every day, hmm. seven days a week? And I was there like, I know that one day I'm not going to be able to do those, those three hours. So I set it to an hour because I know I can give one hour a day. And it doesn't even have to be all in a row. It can be split up into 15 minute sections here and there. Yeah. And as long as I've done that hour a day, it doesn't matter. You're like making I've progress. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's keeping and so that's it. That's how I've actually been doing the course. That's it's funny. Reasonable, right? That's how I've approached um, professional golf with myself is that it's an everyday thing. I have to do something for my game every day, something for my body every day. Uh, and it's actually years and years ago when I picked up the guitar for the first time. And like, I don't come from a musical family whatsoever. Um, and so I, I definitely came in with my own baggage around how my family doesn't have musical talents. Um, and I, I just decided that five minutes a day is more valuable than one hour a week. Mm, that if yes. I just do five, it's, it's that every day it's about creating that rhythm and that habit. And the more habitual we are with these things that we want to get better at, the better. Rather than, as you said before, around like used to do it where, <clears throat> you know, you'd have this three hour chunk or five hour chunk and you go really hard, but then you would put it down for a month. And so there's not really any progress there. Mm -hmm. It's just, and that for me was a game changer because yeah. I was always one who kind of tried to do as much as possible. And there was a lot of pressure, um, like as a, as a musician to be always better. And, and there's always, there's so much competition in, mm. in the industry. And it was, for me, it was quite, well, demoralizing. It's enough to make anyone feel like they're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, And right. then it was that permission to realize that actually talent, it doesn't really exist in the sense that we think it exists. Just because people can play something better than you at this current stage, that just means they've worked maybe harder or more likely smarter. And, yep. and something that um, that Greg had said to me in the past, the only difference between me and, and my guitar idol is the amount of time. That's it. 
Yeah. And there's nothing else. There's no other difference. It's just the amount of time he spent actually working at it and progressing. Yeah. And the idea behind the whole membership, the, the site that I will eventually be building, is about realizing that one, the mistakes you make are actually really, really important. Yeah. You need to you need to screw up as much as possible <laughs> uh, because then you've got more ways of figuring out how to get better mm-hmm. and uh, where you're going wrong and you know you need to learn something new and so then you can find those resources and learn those new things and and it's just giving kind of like new players or players who've been playing for years the permission to screw up yeah make a mistake and not give up because guess what everyone makes the mistake yeah no and i guess yeah. oh sorry I, I didn't mean to interrupt but this is a timely interruption um when we're making art the goal is to make something beautiful and as we're learning we're making something ugly because we don't know how to do it and so like what yeah. is when you're in that process of making ugly music <laughs> on your journey of making beautiful music like what's what is your go-to mantra as you start getting frustrated or like you feel like you're not getting it like because it's going to be the same like for people out there trying to make e-courses mm-hmm. like the way we make e-courses your first green screen videos are going to suck you're going to be transparent the lighting's going to be off the sound effects are going to be terrible like you're not going to piece it together well and so i'm just curious like how do you approach that that distance between making ugly art and making beautiful art and that journey that you have to take in order to get to the beautiful mm, stuff. That's a good question. Oh, that's a brilliant question. The way I kind of see it, especially when it comes to making those mistakes and making ugly like music, um, is kind of like when you're, when, you're, when you're driving a car, for example, and you're driving along and you want to get down to this beautiful river and it's, there's a sign saying to you, you know, row closed or, you know, cliff edge. Now, uh, if you want to get there faster, you could take the shortcut, which would be right over the cliff edge. <laughs> That's not going to work. Well, it might do, but you'll, you'll be in a lot of pain. The alternative is also to just stop and not try, which is something that a lot of musicians don't do. And so for me, whenever I hit those barriers and I hit those bits where I'm frustrated, I kind of think, okay, there's a sign there. There's something that I'm missing. So how do I fix it? It's always about, is there another road? Is there someone I can ask? Can I find someone to talk to who knows more than I do? Because that's always going to happen. There's always someone who knows more. And they're always available if you look and try to find it mm-hmm. so it's like the idea of taking you know you so <clears throat> going back to the car analogy so you reverse you kind of go behind and, and you look around and there's a guy there who looks like he's been there for years and you go oh yeah how do you get down to that river ah yeah you take if you go back a little bit and you take a right it's a really bumpy road it's kind of a bit rough but if you go down there you will get there and it's like the idea sometimes you've got to go back to go forward and um so you so you can take this route and it's really bumpy and along the way there's no signs so you're 
always worried about uh-oh, am I actually going the right way? Here? It makes me think of when I'm driving down somewhere that's not well, like, you know, well signed and it's I start getting that feeling that I've I've gone the wrong way about 90% there. And I start yeah. to like consider turning around and mm -hmm. there's been times where I've turned around and it was literally like 1 minute away. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned, you know, just like keep going, keep going. I mean, there's been times where I did go the wrong way and I just keep going <laughs> and eventually yeah. you have to like, okay, it's getting dark. I better turn around. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good analogy. And, and, and it, I just want to also, because like a lot of our, our listeners and viewers are not necessarily musicians, but e-course creators. And the analogy is so applicable to creating totally. any sort of art. Yeah. whether music or just doing the e-course getting to the you know it makes me think of the automatora river have you been to the automatora river yet i haven't yet no. oh okay well you you'll get there yeah <laughs> and and we'll get to the edge of the river and we're like how do you get across the river and then we see a guy just down the river like hey how do you get across the river he's like get across the river man what do you mean get across the river you gotta learn to go down the river and flow with the currents man yeah. <laughs> you do his voice yeah. so well That's I, good, it's weird it's, i i'm yeah. a good impressionist yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's 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 a really cool thing. Actually, whereabouts on the on the mountain are you? Well, talking about going backwards, I had got three quarters of the way through Architect Forest, <laughs> and then my brain just went, "This is your first e-course. This is what you're going to do." And then I went, "Okay," so now I've got to go back again. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I I wish more people actually would would be humble enough to recognize that yeah and and that's a part of what architect forest and, and the fog is meant to do it's it's to make sure that you are clear to move forward because yeah. if you're not man it's going to be a hard bumpy road i've seen so many people like kind of breeze through those exercises in architect forest and they want to just like I just want to launch my course. Now, I just want to get in front of the video they camera. Don't, they don't have a clear vision. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, the three quarters to 85% of the journey is just being clear on what you're here to do. And mm -hmm. then once we're clear, I mean, it's writing a script sailing. is really easy when we're clear. Making sales yeah. copies really easy when we're clear. Uh, setting up the storyboards and creating the theme. All those things just like magically fall into place when we actually know what we're going to do and how we want that to benefit the student on the other side. With that said, how clear are you at this point? Whereabouts yeah. are you back? Are you getting back to Architect Forest? What are you creating? Yeah, I'm, I am in Architect Forest now. I have just finished kind of like, um, I think I finished applying tra uh, the transformation today and I was reading through the transformation and kind of reworking because a lot of what I'm building kind of flows from the same idea so i was able to take what i'd already written and posted and think well how does this still apply and taking it apart and i'm very nearly i'm going to the next stage to refining everything down which is probably the hardest part is trying yeah. to get really specific which yeah. is where i'm going totally. to yeah. trying to be as specific as possible nice and so what what do you've got what are you creating i'm curious what uh, Want to so give us a little I, bit of the, the nitty gritty? Yeah. So uh, my plan is to create a 
course where you learn how to change between open chords. So that's your A minor, your G, the first chords, the fundamental chords you learn yeah. when you pick up a guitar. And it's about um, learning those chords and then learning how to almost slow down and uh, focus on where your fingers are going. A lot of what what you do when you're trying to change chords is everyone goes, oh, just keep playing the chords, just keep practicing over and over and over again, and eventually it will click because muscle memory. And the idea between that is I'm fast-tracking muscle memory. I'm taking you from a chord criminal to a chord hero. <laughs> so like a been... chord criminal. <laughs> I know. Not the best title, but it was, it was entertaining. Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah, that's classic. So yeah, it's taking you kind of like so you start with uh, an A chord, uh, an A major chord, for example. Well, so I got my little guitar here, and I'm. Uh... So you start from 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 an A minor. All right. This is the very first chord that I teach. Yeah, and then the idea is you're going to change from an A minor to a C, which I'm showing you. And the idea is, is you start from that A minor and you think, where is my fingers going? Before you actually move your fingers, you visualize where your fingers are going. Now with an A minor, it's nice and simple. You know your your uh, ring finger or third finger is going down to the third fret. Oh, you've got, yeah, there you go. Perfect. There we go. And so that is kind of like the basic idea between going between the two chords and it's about going really slowly and about kind of taking the time to properly realize where your fingers are going now for an a minor to a c it's really quite easy um because the change is just one finger yeah and slowly you can speed your speed up changing but you must go incredibly slowly first And it's the idea between between trying and, and working with that. And another one which my students really struggle with is kind of going um, from a D um, to a chord like a C. So going to this chord again. Yeah. Like a D to a C. There is an awful lot more movement involved of going from a D. Yeah, you're stumping my brain right now. <laughs> Did you remember the D chord? Because I know you showed me the D chord before. Yeah, you got the D chord there, Brad. Right, good. Uh, D so chord? what you're doing now, so before you even start changing, you think one finger at a time. So where is where is your uh, index finger going? Where's that one going first? So that's going from here on the second fret. Yeah. To the first fret of the B. Okay. So you're just practicing with that one yeah. finger to start off with. So starting with that one finger to start off with, going from the D, from that one finger, let me try and zoom in there, on its own, Yeah. to here on the B. See, for me, I just got to start learning what each chord is called, because I can play pretty decent, but it's naming the chords but this uh yeah. you're definitely stretching me here so i like i like the learning one finger at a time that's great yeah and so that idea is so that you get nice. used between the two different 
like you learn where your fingers are going from the beginning. Yeah, and the importance that I definitely recognize is again the clarity. You know, when we've got mm. these multiple facets, you know, and again bringing it back into e-course territory, we've got all these things that we're just having to organize at the same time. Yeah. It feels yeah. like there's so many pieces of this machine that have to move all together, just like a hand. But it's like, yeah. hey, stop and actually recognize your index finger needs to move from the second fret, third string to the first fret, second string, you know, yeah. and, and just get that clear. And then yeah. you start moving, okay, two fingers, right? And and next thing you know, the just, yeah, it's, it's a mix between the left and right hemispheres. And that's one of the major things that we're really into is, is bringing the balance of both hemispheres uh, yeah. into our work because when when we're logically understanding what we're doing but also have the feeling and the uh intangible aspects all in alignment man we can go far i love yeah. uh you're gonna be great at building e-courses because the way you're teaching is like each step builds upon the next and that's what uh -huh. we're doing like an e-course is simply a pathway we're taking people up a pathway to get yeah. to the launch summit. And for this, you know, for this first course, it's going to be teaching people how to change chords fast. That's launch summit is like at the end of this, you're going to be confident in switching like, you know, your A, D, C, like here's the chords that you're going to be really quick at changing. Um, I, I think that's great. And I think you're definitely on the right track with, um, with, with making these mini courses where you're teaching really specific skills and then just building a library. And when mm -hmm. you get eight courses launched, then open your membership site and then yeah. just start producing. Like, I, I think you're going to have a really fun and easy time um, producing mini courses because I can tell like you've done so many lessons with people at so many different ranges of skill that you're gonna you have so much to draw from which is yeah. awesome and for all of you out there that you're not actually working with real humans on the topic that you're making e-courses for like go find some clients to start experimenting with so it's that so you can important. get some real world experience real before feedback, launching a course real experience right because in our mind we think we know what we're wanting to teach until we bring it to the table yeah. with a bunch of people and then they'll start asking you some real questions that you never thought would come across yeah and you're like oh i never thought of that yeah right and those are the types of questions yeah. that we want to have like dialed in and answering in our e-courses for sure that's yeah. a big part is having that experience now on the sake of of architect force one of the journaling exercises is if your e-course was a human what would its personality be described as? So I'm just curious, like you're huh. building this guitar school. That's the bigger vision. Um, what is the overall like vibe or personality or musical genre, uh, so to speak, like the, the energetic frequency that you're putting out into the world for your guitar? Yeah, school? What kind of musician would your school be? <laughs> that's a tricky one. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, I think it's someone who knows you know who wants to continue improving i'm not uh, the musician is not going to be someone who thinks they know everything it's someone who's like hmm i i'm i'm wondering where to go now i don't know where to move yeah i need help moving and it's someone who has that drive and the passion to keep learning more and experiment with different ideas and 
someone who is willing to try really weird stuff that you wouldn't <laughs> think would work because the idea with the with the practice techniques and not just in changing chords but in everything that I'm planning to teach it doesn't feel like practice yeah uh-huh it really doesn't feel like practice you know that it really feels- to me it sounds like pretty much the majority of people who've tried picking up the guitar kind of like the, you know the the living room guitarist yeah. And yeah. um and that's a good place to start because you know when we start putting our our entrepreneurial hats on and we start looking at what the market is if you're if you're looking at professional musicians to go that one notch further and refine which is probably something that would be worthy of creating down the road it's it's making sure that we're hitting a nice big target early and yeah. and and letting that success carry us to the more refined smaller targets down the road and yeah and just it's that's a beautiful thing about having a membership site is because then once you start creating maybe five years down the road you've got all the success from the living room guitarist like brad and next thing yeah. you know you'll be like here like let's, let's get into some really refined work i'm starting to like do the professional vip section you know or whatever and make it kind of like you know the the superstar sort of professional level yeah or you know vice versa or for some for children you know like there's all these different different markets yeah uh-huh. yeah the fact that you've worked with children i mean that's an interesting possibility for you it's a huge huge market um it would be a totally different brand that you would go with between that yeah. and like somebody like me that i just want to learn to you know, write and play my own music and like be comfortable and like be able to learn to like jam with Blair so that I feel confident doing that because I can strum on my guitar by myself and make beautiful music. But when it comes to like interacting with other musicians. So I think like there's, there's so many ways you can take it, uh, for business models. Um, have you heard of warp Academy? No, I went to, I went to CEO school with, uh, with this guy earlier this year, who's the founder of Warp Academy. uh, Yeah. Yeah. They teach, um, they teach electronic music. So they teach like everyday folk how to make their own electronic music so that they, you know, similar to you, like you want to be comfortable to be able to play in front of your family and friends. Yeah. Um, and they do that with electronic music. It's Check a good them model. Out. They've got a yeah. great model going on. Lots They've experimented a lot. They've been around for five years. The the company brings in about four hundred thousand dollars a year in course sales. Nice. They're doing well. They've built great partnerships with uh, the different electronic music like tech companies. Um, so they'd be somebody to check out. And my good friend, Adam Dobres, who's a world-class musician, uh, string musician as well. I would love to introduce you guys um, because he's also building a guitar school in, oh, in nice. his own way. And the two of you, I think, could have some beautiful conversations. So Adam just logged on. So hello, Adam out there in, in hey, Watcherland. land. Um, I'll connect you guys in an email after this yeah, so you guys can yeah. brainstorm and have a great conversation. Here's, Here's Warp, Warp Academy. Warp Academy. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a member of, of the Academy, so to speak, just learning some of the different courses that they've got. And it's it's a beautiful membership site in the back end. You can go, you have your courses. There's lots of really cool freebies as well, just by being on board, contests, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and a really nice thriving community with a lot of real amazing benefits for being a member so that's our 
That's our commercial. They are not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But <laughs> Come I'm sure sponsor us. I'm sure they'll be grateful for the shout out. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll look into that, definitely. Well, do you, um, you know, before we, we transition here, do you have any question marks that we could support you on in this moment or that the community could help you with? Because um, that's what we're definitely here for. I think it's, it's definitely kind of deciding on on like the technology side of things, mm. which is always the the big one. Because I'm quite a techie guy and I've built, you know, I build with WordPress really quickly and easily. And it's about thinking, do I like get someone to do it for me? I think it goes back to what to what Blair was saying before. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. About, do I go and hire someone else to do it for me when I know I could do it too, but I can't stand doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's about trying to and find, because there's obviously uh, my both my web websites and, and the kind of website I'm using to start off the idea of, of, of it is called The Busy Musician. And so I've built that on WordPress, but why should i is there an lms i should go with should i not should i use wordpress as just like the website and then build uh and, and go somewhere else for building a, a management system what what direction would you mm, yeah. go in in my shoes i i do love the busy musician as um as a brand potential i mean that would be me for sure like you know, I've got five minutes to, I'm hanging out with my son and we're just going to pick up the guitar and play some music. If I could have some, you know, guidance, the busy musician definitely like tells me that it's going to be short lessons that yeah. get to the point, they cut to the chase, they're going to teach me something and then I can move on, apply that and get on with my life and feel like I've progressed my musical abilities in some ways. So uh, I think you're onto something with that brand. As far as uh, the direction to go, um, if your design skills are lacking, um, which like most of us, they are, there's some great uh, platforms out there. I just came across one the other day called, uh, let me just see, showit.co. Uh, it's a website building platform. Uh, Ash Ambridge, who's one of the, the few copywriting experts on the internet. She has a company called The Middle Finger Project, and she gave these guys <laughs> a shout out last week. Um, and... They have beautiful templates. It's drag and drop. It looks super duper simple to use. I mean, you could build your your public facing branded website using their website builder. Again, these guys are not sponsors. Um, yeah. I haven't used them, but if Ash is giving them a shout out, that tells me that they're pretty damn good. Um, mm. And you can start a free trial so you can start playing around. Their prices are really, really good as you can yeah, see here are. for like building mm. your own website. And then they have like premium website templates and that sort of thing that you can check out. Um, so I just found these guys this week. I haven't done any in-depth research with them, but I would suggest like find somebody in your area who wants to get better at guitar and see if you could do a guitar trade to get professional yeah, quality that's... photos. You all need professional quality photos yeah. out there, everybody. Like you don't <laughs> want a selfie being your bio picture. So find somebody you can trade like some some photography. Unless and if it's you... your e-course, how to create professional looking selfies. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> those courses do exist out there. So <laughs> if y'all don't have like go find a course on professional selfies. 
Um, and you could do the same thing with a videographer, you know, like Blair and I did trades in the early days of our working relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you could find a videographer to just, so you can focus on curriculum design. Yeah, Jonathan, that's what I would totally recommend is even though I've been holding on to this workbook to to slog through, I mean, the main reason that I don't hand it off is because we don't necessarily have someone at the moment that I find I can communicate easily for all the little knickknacky things that that w- I feel like would take me the same amount of time, or at least was. I didn't realize how much of a monster this really was. I thought I'd be done, but, you know, at the end of the week, and I'm only a third through. Um, so now I'm starting to renegotiate the whole idea. Yeah. But the thing that I I definitely recommend is finding someone local that you can communicate easily and their communication skills are available to you. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse with working with someone that's just hard to get a hold of. And, and, you know, and like we worked with, um, you know, a few artists in the past that they just, you know, have difficulties communicating with us Yeah. and Mm -hmm. keeping the regularity there. And so that's one thing I really appreciated working with Brad um, and some of the other artists that we have had more success with, it's just they're there. Yeah. Um, and big part is that they're local. So we can actually get together in person. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as to just to answer your question, um, get clear on the brand. What is the bigger vision? I mean, if you're doing the, um, uh, what was it? The, the busy musician yeah. the busy musician i mean you might even want to change that to the busy guitarist so it's like mm-hmm. even more niche down right that sounds like, um, that sounds good the busy yeah. guitarist uh, um and then really go through architect force with that in mind i think that that could be a winner of a brand if that dot com is available yeah it would um, be easy enough to eventually upgrade to the busy musician as like an expansion yeah of yeah. busy guitarist yeah you know, when you start bringing keys and yeah banjos and stuff that's exactly like, yeah um i i think like you know, as far as platforms go, you're building an online community. That's going to be the premise for everything you build. So I think Mighty yeah. Networks is going to be a great fit for you. Um, mm. And what you want to do, it's simple to make courses that look good and are branded well. Um, and and then for the public facing site, like, you know, where your sales pages will exist, like something like Show It looks like it could be a really good fit that for... Yeah. A reasonable amount of money, you know, less than $500, you can have a professional looking, beautiful branded website up. Um, mm, that sounds pretty good. And as a part of being on the show with us today, uh, we're going to offer you an extra hour of coaching and masterminding hey, hey, hey. so that we can really dig into, you know, really help you get clear and rooted in your brand and the direction you're going to go so that you'll have that clarity to be able to just start producing e-courses. Wow, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's our pleasure. It's It's been really fun to interview you today and you. to just get this opportunity to to converse. And for all of you out there watching, um, don't be surprised if you get a tap on the shoulder and we want to bring you on the show to talk about your journey up the mountain to launch Summit. And don't think it's just a bulky uh, message sent. Think that ever again. <laughs> I learned that way in the hard way. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He thought it was just gonna be like a, a little conversation here, but 
Yeah, you're the star of the show, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to getting more of the adventurers on the mountain yeah. on the show because we realize like that's who we want to find out what's going on and and just kind of have those conversations because we're all like everyone on the mountain is a professional in their own right. Yeah. Doing doing their stuff. Yeah. And we're stoked to be op- opening that up and learning from you guys actually you know on the front lines yeah you know digging those trenches and then like holding it down and building your courses yeah i feel like we just found uh our flow with where we want to take this show today by having you come on be our guinea pig and and we just (laughs) we want to this is where we're going folks is we're gonna be talking to the people that are building your dream courses and and so, Jonathan, thank you so much for yeah. coming on the show. That's right. Yeah, um, thank you. I mean, this, this is, it's kind of exactly why I stayed yeah. after the fire. What kept me from leaving was the fact that almost every time I put something on, you're there writing a reply. We're real quite, people. Yeah, <laughs> and it was nice to be part of a community of real people where it's not like the owners send out automated messages they're real messages. They're you typing on, on you know, at home and, you know, with your kid and your arm at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I put it's the really baby to bed and I go to the community and I respond to messages in the community. And, you know, I, I this is what we do, you know. And mm. fortunately, we just hired somebody so we can be more efficient in our community responses. And Yeah, Ranger Boss Lady. Uh, Ranger Boss Lady is making her rounds, folks, so don't be she surprised. She me. <laughs> <laughs> she's coming for you. And if you haven't been active, she's going to get you. And she's yeah. going to rail you back over. Yeah, yeehaw. Yeah, yeah. So I'll reach out. We'll set up a coaching session where we can mastermind Thank your you. brand and help you take some next steps. And Thank once you, so you launch your course, we're going to bring it back on the show and we can talk about that. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Thank yeah, man. I know you've got a student right here for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm in. Number one. I need awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, that was fun. Well, yeah. I guess it's time to pivot. We've got uh, nine after the hour. There's been a couple questions, which will... Did you want to quickly just talk to those questions? Yeah, yeah. Um, So Adam asks, can we see some people who have successfully launched courses? Yes, next week. I believe our guests, I'm just waiting for confirmation, are people um, who have just launched a premium course with the great e-course adventure model. Um, And I will... We'll announce that when we actually get the confirmation. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to be mixing things up as we go. We've actually got a couple of our students who we're going to be licensing their courses on the eCourse Adventures platform mm-hmm. when we go live in September. And so when those go live, we'll also be interviewing those people uh, to talk about their journey to Launch Summit and to showcase their courses and how those courses are way different and better than the others that might potentially be in that field of work. So, um, yes, it's going to be a mix of people who are currently going up the mountain, not yet launched and people who have launched. Um, and as far as Adam's second question, it gets confusing regarding hosting your courses on Thinkific, Teachable, Udemy, etc. What's good? What's better? Um, so we've got about five platforms that we recommend. And in the Grady course adventure, we help you make a choice to the right one. Um, the SaaS platforms, meaning if you're a non-techie, non-wordpresser, um, the recommendations would be Mighty Networks, 
Um, Mighty Networks lets you build your own social network and online community as well as courses within that community. That's who we're switching over to soon. Yeah, that's the real strength that Mighty Networks has. Yeah. Community first and then... Yeah. yeah. Their, their idea is like building a community-driven brand. Um, and there's a lot of reasons we could get into, which we will another time, uh, on why we like, why we're switching to them. Um, and then the other two SaaS platforms would be Podia and Thinkific. Uh, and Podia is great. You can do membership sites and you can do courses. Uh, if your courses are hosted somewhere else and you choose one of their premium plans, um, you, they will transfer your courses and do the upload for you to their platform. Um, and Thinkific is another really simple to use course builder for all of you non-techies and they've got lots of great templates to follow along with. Um, and I would just suggest like if you're the non-techie type, and you've got up to $100 a month to spend on your course platform, check out Mighty Networks, Thinkific, and uh, Podia. Mighty Networks, their course building software is brand new. They're in beta with it, so there's still things that they're working out, um, and we're just gonna patiently weather those storms as they come up, but we're, we're quite impressed with what they've got so far. Um, and then if you do love WordPress, uh, Lifter LMS, we just recently, interviewed Chris Badgett, who's the founder of Lifter LMS. He gave us a tour of what our themified courses look like inside of Lifter. Um, I like Chris. He's a nice guy. Chris is awesome. He's an (laughs) off-grid living, techie, like software company CEO. He used Um, to run dog sleds for a living. For 10 years in Alaska. Yeah. So how do you get into making... And then now he has a software company. Yeah. Yeah. Just what dog sled guys do, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so... Uh, Lifter LMS lets you do gamification. You can have like comments under the lessons. Uh, if you know WordPress, it's pretty darn easy and you can create beautiful looking courses. So, um, if you just search, uh, for, or just shoot us an email, but, uh, if you just search for, uh, episode three of eCourse Adventures live on our YouTube channel, you can find it there. Yeah, we also uh, go into platform. more detail too in the great eCourse Adventure as well. And it's also in our workbook. Just a little bit more of the benefits of a lot of these. Yeah. And I think it really comes down to they're all great. Yeah. Like they're all great. Yeah. And there's just a little bit of a difference. Like there's no necessary perfect platform. Yeah. And just finding one that resonates with you, gives you what you need to do now and just start going for it and just continue to create. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have questions, just ask us in the community. We're happy to brainstorm with you and help you figure out your needs. But that's what the great e-course is ultimately for. Um, and then the last one, the last series of platforms, and this is if you have a tech team or you're extremely tech literate, uh, would be the route that we took with the great e-course adventure originally, which is uh, Learn Dash mixed with MyCred for the, the bajillion credits. Um, and badge os mm. for all of our badges like there's a whole slew of um different plugins that we used which if you're not a techie it's a pain in the ass and you'll never figure it out no that's no why offense. we're not doing it yeah, anymore <laughs> that's that's why we're switching teams right now yeah um but it, it's it's pretty amazing what you can create if you do have a tech team and we can get you all the information if that's the route you want to go um now let's segue into the oh, oh, oh. How did you do that section of the show? And this week, we're going to trudge through the swampy, smelly waters of Validation Swamp, the place where you 
have to actually take your e-course idea and go out into the real world and get validation and oh, even pre-sales. So we're going to show you how we merged the world of cartoon with the world of real life. Yeah, actually, just before we jump in, we when we talked about this, we, we felt like validating your ideas, like trudging through the swamp. It gets sticky. It gets hard. You know, it's you've, you've been putting all this time in and now it's time to actually validate your idea. Yeah. Most people want to stay in the basement and just like yeah. tweak with your idea Nobody and just like let it, this. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'm going to just wait till it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not, you know, so that's we, not good business. It's not smart business. So we talked about this idea of being in the swamp and how cool it would be to have a swamp monster. And so we... We chatted about the ideas of, of creating that the way we've done it before with live characters and yeah. and uh, and at this point we were um, conversing um, and having a lot of fun being creative with this uh, man named Michael who um, came on board. He did all the graphic design work for the Grady Course Adventure and really talented guy, amazing. Yeah. He's also an animator, so we started chatting about the potential of animating this swamp monster named Gil who's going to uh, not let you pass until you can prove to him that you've validated your idea. So let's um, check it out. All right, so <laughs> let's get screen share. I have watched Gil for a little oh, while here. I know, right? It's been a while. Making sure that, okay, let's see if this works. God, this is so gross. Oh. Oh. I think I just got a frog in my boot. There's something swimming around in there. Yeah, me too. Oh. I like the swamp music. So that's uh, entertaining. I could watch that. Oh my gosh. It was absolutely hilarious the day that we actually shot that in the studio. So um, Michael Mann, uh, him and I did a lot of improv together and you'll, he's also the same guy who plays uh, 
um, Duber in the Camp Media series. Um, yeah. And so he had a very loose script outline, and he added in the burp and fart sounds at his own accord afterwards in post-production. Yeah. But um, <laughs> basically, like, the way we did it is we figured out how tall Gil was going to be, and, um, and we yeah. had a light fixture up on the ceiling that Andy and I had to look at when we were talking to him to kind of make it look like we were looking up at his eyes. Totally, and we actually, at the time, also brought... I think we had Michael just off screen. So the conversation was live between you know Brad, Andy, and Michael. Um, yet, so I think he was standing on a chair just to help the visual. Yeah. He was taller than everybody. Yeah. And um, yeah, and we just kind of had that where we also had a microphone in front of, in front of Michael too. So the, the conversation was being recorded so therefore he could animate and had that sort of live flow that you would with a character and then the um where we're trudging through the swamp we were just kind of <laughs> walking in one spot like this and yeah. then we just sort of animated the background to move with us yeah we definitely had to do a few takes of that to make it look real you know <laughs> i i don't have the uh the green screen footage at this point my hard drive isn't working right now uh oh uh oh so don't tell me that we'll find i'll fix it yeah. um <laughs> so with that one i mean when we made it it kind of felt like uh if any of you have ever seen the movie who framed roger rabbit when it was one of the first movies i ever saw that was yeah um, the mix between animation and, and, and real, real life world. yeah it's amazing what they've created oh man that that movie was monumental like as far as like what was possible um, if you haven't watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, by all means, make make that a movie night yeah. to do uh -huh. this week. I actually want to watch it again. That was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah. Um, so anything else? Like, as you could see with the background sounds, um, you could hear the mud sound. You could hear, you know, kind of the hillbilly music because we're on our way to Camp Medius and we're, you know, in the middle of the swamp. Yeah. Um, just for humor's sake and to match the the vibe of this like stinky swamp monster you know there's there's fart and burp jokes in there which is also a part of <laughs> michael mann's characteristics we actually you know that, that was not stuff our, our creativity does say hey michael could you have to like some more fart sounds in yeah here? we actually toned really that down to be <laughs> yeah, honest from the original from we the, did <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but we, he wouldn't he wouldn't stop it was just part of his character, and so we decided just to go with it. And again, a big part of creating the media is keeping it entertaining. Yeah. Um. You know, I you know a few things because these were ones that Michael put together. We pretty much gave him the footage, and I would just say you know the music at the beginning was a little loud. Um. So when you're putting music in, you have to ask yourself because if you know what you're what you're saying. And any characters that are on, you know, in your lesson are going to be saying, um, we're already biased to understanding that compared to someone that's watching it for the first time. And yeah, music is there just to color and flavor. But if you add too much flavor to a dish, it could actually disrupt it. Um, so a little cooking analogy. So that was that was a very strong flavor. The music was nice. But once Brad and Andy started talking, I found it was a little challenging to still hear what you guys were saying. 
Um, it did tone down there at the end, but I just wanted to put, point that out because these are, again, just some of the specifics to creating really good media that we take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's about it for that's how, how we did, did, did that. that. <laughs> so, folks, if, uh, if, you're not climbing the mountain with us at the Great E-Course Adventure. Obviously, you can tell we like to have fun. We want to do high-quality work, world-class work that helps you shine as the professional in your field so that you stand out and get noticed and yep. so that you inspire students to actually take action and All the while making you laugh and have fun and keeping it fresh while we go up the mountain together. That's a big part of our philosophy. If you have any feedback about today's show or about any of the courses that you're in of ours, Um, Let us know, and next week we'll be right back here at 12 noon Pacific time, and we'll have an exciting new guest who is also from the mountain. Yeah. So, Jonathan, thank you for being our first of the Mountaineers to come on the show. You can check out Jonathan at jsstuartmusic.com. See you later, everybody. Thanks a lot, folks. (laughs) 